Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. A lot of great chats uh, today. And uh, right now, I'd like to welcome to the program Andrew Dembina, our arts correspondent. Andrew, it's great to speak to you again. How are you doing? Good, thanks today. How are you, Noreen? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. And I'm always excited to learn more about the world of art news, um, and especially for this week's Art Sing Around. Um, what, what have you got for us? Well, first of all, I know I say this all the time, but Andrew sends me these weird and wonderful things that <laughs> we're going to talk about, usually without any context whatsoever, just sort of food pictures or, or art. Um, but today you've given me some some hints well, I did, Noreen, because we'll come to this at the end of the Artsing Around report today. Oh, it I've was just um, the gun, there, sorry. There, 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 no, you you wouldn't know the order of things I'm, that I've got in mind, but it's um, it's a couple of exhibitions that uh, that are on in Hong Kong. We'll come to those uh, a bit later, but uh, but I wanted to mention uh, a bizarre thing that I heard and read about this week, which is. Um, that uh, modern music, of course, is something that um, is within our remit for artsing around. I mean, we've talked about more um, uh, orchestral music, singing, choral stuff before. But modern music, as in contemporary pop, if you like, or different genres, um, it fits, fits into art for sure. And um, uh, one thing that I noted that was announced just a week ago is that the first ever uh, museum of hip-hop is due to open. Um, in the uh, city of the genre's birth, New York, of course. So uh, that's it, it was an interesting announcement, um, mainly because it's made, been made two years ahead of the opening in 2023. Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, when I when I when I when I when I saw it, I had to kind of double read the uh, the article and check on the. Uh, on the website of, um, of, uh, uh, that's already been launched for something that won't be open in its actual self for another two years. Um, it's going to be called the Universal Hip Hop Museum. And um, some may argue about which New York borough um, the music form's actual origin was. But, um, but the, the owners of this uh, uh, museum B say that it's the Bronx, which uh, uh, sorry, they sorry they say it's uh, where do you say it? yes, it's the Bronx, um, uh, the, the borough of the Bronx, where it all started on the streets there. Why so, have they decided to announce it so early? Is it because yeah, just yeah. to drum up more publicity? Definitely some of that. A couple of reasons. Some of that, and also because it was supposed to open this year in the summer, and it's ah. been postponed partially. Partially because of uh, COVID-19, but also because the budget's kind of gone a bit out of control, the spending and the cost of the museum itself. So um, for those reasons, everything's been on slowdown in construction, and especially in the US, that's been particularly hard hit by COVID. So they wanted to keep the ball rolling. They wanted to still launch their website because it was everything that their master plan was to be launching this summer, which would be um, just in a handful of months from now. So they've been promoting the thing for a couple of years, actually, and construction um, has started uh, this month. So they thought while construction is, um, you know, going ahead and they have their uh, foundation website, they will um, actually make a bit of noise about it. And, uh, yeah, as you say, drum up a bit of interest. So A lot of foresight, um, to be honest, because it looks like it's not going to be able to open this year for sure because of COVID. 
Well, that's that's for sure. But also because construction was so delayed, I think they really it's they who are projecting 2023 in a realistic way now. That's true. So the um, the executive director, whose name is Rocky Buchano, that's a very American Rocky Buchano. He's the executive <laughs> director of as I say, what will be called the Universal Hip Hop Museum. Says that uh, we've been waiting for this moment, and he says personally, I've been waiting for 10 years since the concept was first first discussed. 10 years. Originally, we were set for uh, next summer. That's what I mentioned just before. But um, and then he goes on to say the same things I just told you about mm-hmm. uh, the reasons why they couldn't open. So an official groundbreaking ceremony, which happens with uh, a lot of major structures, you know, sometime before they open, will still happen this year. Um, Hip-hop's birth is said to have happened at a uh, Bronx party inside a building not far away from the site of the museum in a street called Sedgwick Avenue in 1973. So actually, when it does open in 2023, if that remains on schedule, the uh, museum's organisers will be opening it for the 50th anniversary. Can you believe that? Half a century of hip-hop. So that's... um, 2023 that's the the year it will be meanwhile if you want to see uh, plenty about what it's gonna be what their concept is and some pretty cool videos from some of the original old school 1980s hip hoppers who will be having little um, uh, tributes to them inside the museum with some of their own wild outfits and paraphernalia um, go over to www.uhhm and that stands for universal hip hop museum org and you can find out more about it and see some pretty some pretty groovy old-school hip-hop videos. I'm doing that right... Well, no, I won't do it now, I'll do it later. <laughs> yeah, do. It's another one of those great things while we have to stay a lot to check out, for sure. And um, also, in a next item, in a dance music vein, something interesting that's happening in Hong Kong. Tomorrow night, those who miss nightclubbing can do so online and feel a bit like they're at the, uh, um, I think it's not too big a word, or uh, although it's a cliche to say iconic, um, Dragon Eye of Wyndham Street Central. They are doing something online for three hours tomorrow night. The decades-old club, which is faced by party man Gilbert Young, is holding what they're, what they're calling the Disco Boy Fundraiser. And actually, having missed out on months and months of, uh, of impacted uh, business and not having a business in their nightclub and paying Wyndham Street rent. Um, they, uh, they're, they're raising funds, not for themselves, but to support their team members who they have kept on. That's the waiting staff, uh, as well as the DJs who are going to be spinning it tomorrow evening over three hours. So um, it's, it's actually to support the four different restaurants and bars that they own so there are three others besides Dragon Eye itself. I won't bother naming them. Um, but um, uh, it's happening tomorrow night from 9 p.m. till 12 a.m. It's the Dragon Eye group hosting a live stream fundraiser with all projects going to its team members, members at its venues. And you can see it live on Twitch. And if you want to catch it on Twitch, go to at, that's the, uh, the symbol at, Dragon Eye TV 1. So that's Dragon Eye TV one or one word with an at at the beginning of that. Uh, or you can go to the Disco Boy fundraiser on Facebook. It's an events page on Facebook to find out more. That's um, cool. I have a seen, drink, have a yeah. dance, watching other people yeah. fundraise. Yeah, go go back go back to um, one of Noreen's um, 
uh, go back to one of Noreen's archive where we did uh, some cocktails around Christmas, New Year time. There's still a bit of a chill in the air. <laughs> I, I'm actually on the on the Disco Boy fundraiser page. Okay, that's pretty cool. So it's three hours. It's for anybody on or off Facebook. Oh, that's great. There, there'll be some DJs there. Very cool. All right. There will be. There'll be DJs there. And um, so that's, that, that'll be good. And uh, that's, uh, we find out, yeah, as I say, um, at that events page or on, just go on to Twitch at TV one And uh, moving on to visual fine arts now. Um, so we're, we're edging closer to those pictures that I sent you a little bit of information for. Um, the Blind Spot Gallery in Wong Chuk Hang is a, uh, has a large one-person show. Oh, wow. Um, I'm on. just, uh, is, is, this, is this by the same artist then? Are these two pictures? Um, the two pictures are by the same artist. He's a painter of four decades, and his name is Young Tok, uh, sorry, Young Tong Lung. And uh, the name of the exhibition is called Daily Practice. And the exhibition title refers to the fact that he has been a daily practicing artist. He paints day in, day out for um, 40 odd years. And it's uh, showing the artist's most recent works, though. It's not a retrospective going back over those four decades. Most of the works are from 2019 to 2020. Um, and there are a few selected works from uh, earlier on, 2015 to 2018. And the exhibition, the amazing thing about his paintings is they are large-scale um, oil paintings that tell stories. They often focus on... Um, really personal stories between characters who are in a certain predicament. And they're all characters that are in Hong Kong. So they're rich in content. And sometimes he puts three canvases together. A triptych is what they're called when there are three together. A diptych is what you call two canvases that are put close together and work as one whole piece of art. So I sent you a, uh, a triptych then, which is three canvases all kind of put together without frames in between them so when you look at it it looks like a massive uh one wide painting in this particular case of 4.5 meters in width um and this, the, the one that I, the one i'll talk about first i've sent you two different artworks you can probably tell from what i've described the long the wide the wide one it's called mount davis um it's it's very much a kind of look at things that were going on in the Mount Davis vicinity over different periods of time um, that were uh, notable to the artist. So one of them in the middle, in the middle canvas, shows the site of uh, or what's going on within a refugee camp for the Kuomintang soldiers and families in the 1950s. There's a man um, having uh, his leg treated by a refugee camp doctor uh, under... Uh, a bit of canvas-like tent uh, out in the open with different sort of activities going on behind under the uh, colonial government at the time. You can see people in plain clothes, uh, Caucasian-looking, who are milling around in the background, checking out uh, what's going on around the camp. And um, that, that's the middle canvas. There's a canvas on the left that has a squatter hut um, development just going down from a hill down to the sea at uh, Mount Davis, and there is a line of people um, just walking along the side of wall-to-wall -wall 
corrugated iron roofs of squatter settlements there. And the third painting in this uh, Mount Davis study um, by the by the artist um, uh, Yung Tong Long that we're talking about um, is an African woman who's hosing down a floor of a uh, of a building. Uh, it's not clear what's going on, uh, why what she's cleaning up. And to her right, at the back of a uh, of a vintage police van uh, that has a kind of cage in the back for prisoners, um, there are a couple of young, um, well, youths or twenty-something guys who have been arrested for the Staff Ferry riots. So it's a look back. This painting was done in 2020, but it was a look back to the 1950s and 60s, historical happenings around the area of Mount Davis. And mm-hmm. it's unusual. Yeah, it's unusual, isn't it? I mean, if you look at it, Noreen, what do you think? You can tell that it's trying to tell a story of something, isn't it? Definitely. There's a lot happening. I mean, the one that strikes me is the one right in the middle. It's I can't believe mm. it's 4.5 metres. The one in the middle where you've got mm. a young person and an old person sort of uh, sitting together on a bench, uh, dressing some... Dr- dressing. A, uh, are they cooking or, yeah. or dressing a foot? Oh, an dressing inj- a foot. Oh, okay, yeah, because yeah. I can't really see clearly. Yeah, his foot is injured. Uh, the, the young yeah. guy's foot is injured, and, and he's got some bandages around it. And then the, um, I suppose his grandpa or old person looks on. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just very striking. Yeah. Is it, yeah, is it, it, I mean, it's, it looks like a medical procedure going on in the uh, in the refugee camp, you know, mm. just trying to get on with life in a bit of a tough way um, because uh, facilities, you know, doctor surgeries weren't mm. there in a way that you would normally need them. So he does dwell on um, on stories, sometimes social issues, but very often they're um, just everyday stuff that's going on that he's dwelling on. And in the second picture that I've sent you, um, the story is a much more personal one and it's called Have a Smoke, which in the year 2021 sounds an unusual topic. Um <laughs> The, the the moment of uh, intimacy that he has painted here, the artist, is of uh, an old woman in a wheelchair who sits hunched uh, with an unlit cigarette in her mouth, uh, waiting for a light from her helper, who is uh, who is who is having a cigarette herself. So it's it's a rooftop with a with a view of lots of flyovers. And a real kind of urban cityscape, a road with grids going across it. There's a bus or a tram. And they're, they're on a rooftop and pigeons are flying, flying uh, off, taking off from the roof to show some kind of sense of freedom, which uh, contrasts with the woman who's kind of um, an elderly woman, probably in her 80s or so, trapped uh, in terms of uh, independent movement in a wheelchair. So there's a lot there's a lot going on, isn't there, in that it, one too. It's a really cool picture. It kind of looks like me and my grandma. I, I don't know why. It reminds me of that. Not that, I mean, neither of us smoke, but it's just like yeah. somebody caring, even though it's a, a, a bit of a bad habit. Um, I have to say, the grandma looks oddly hip-hop. I don't know if, you, if it's because you talked about the <laughs> hip-hop um, museum. It looks like she's got a hoodie on. Well, she, she she's definitely got a hoodie on. Um, and it's very sort of rapper-like. I don't know. 
That's funny, actually. She, 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 she has got a hooded. I think it's a. It looks more like a grandma's raincoat, but it, but it is a hoodie. Oh, yeah. And also, it, do, it is, yeah. it is one of those plastic raincoats. I beg your pardon. Sorry, it looked like a hoodie. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It's kind of tying up. We're going full circle with the first, uh, yeah, the first item of today's report. But, um, but, it, but, but also, she's got a very cool expression. I mean, not that, not very don't get badass. us wrong. Yes. Yeah, I love it. We don't. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, really confrontational, looking at the viewer. As you look at the painting, she's staring into your eyes and uh, almost saying, you got a light for me then or what? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, so um, there, there, are, there are lots of other scenes uh, of paintings in the, uh, uh, in the exhibition of parks and shops around Hong Kong. Um, so it's, uh, it's something where you can get a lot of different stories going on in everyday life around Hong Kong. Very cool indeed, Andrew. I, I, yeah. I like that a lot. Right, and, um, and he, he, he is known over his 40 years, um, Jung, to depict the daily lives of average working and middle-class people mostly, right, day-to-day -day stuff in Hong Kong. And this is on at the Blind Spot Gallery. Go to blindspotgallery, or one word, dot com uh, for more information. It's on till, the, uh, till March the 6th. It's only been on for a, a few days. So one, an interesting one to check out in Wong Chun Tang. Great, excellent. The second, yeah, and the second um, exhibition to mention that is on at the moment, a new one starting today on until February the 27th, is at Angela Lee, uh, sorry, Contemporary by Angela Lee, Angela Lee Gallery. Uh, this is called Parallel Fantasies. It's a joint exhibition featuring six current youngish Hong Kong artists um, and I like the sound of this artist, Michelle Fung. She's doing a series of works, um, which are paintings in a very cartoonish style. Um, and she's looking at something that she calls an ecotopian world. So it's a time where people really care about the environment in a utopian way. That's, she's using the word ecotopian. Um, in the year 2084, it's a uh, it's a floating city. Now, this isn't the same artist that we talked about who's doing sort of floating things. Uh, well, they, she was doing floating things in water. That's something that I mentioned that is still on at Lee Gardens area at the moment on murals outside. It's a different artist. Um, but, but again, um, there are floating elements in her cartoon-like uh, images where um, characters that, um, that she's made up, cartoon characters, are telling stories um, about the new ecologically uh, correct uh, world that's going to exist uh, later at the, at the end of this century. It's very much using her imagination to paint images of that. She's just one, though, of uh, six artists, as I say, who have paintings uh, across a wide breadth of themes and styles. Um, actually, one of them as well, sorry, one of the artists is doing uh, sculpture, kinetic sculpture, 3D works. Um, so apart from that, these are two very different uh, exhibitions then. Um, there's the group show. Um, you can find out more information at cbal.com.hk. Those letters stand for Contemporary by Angela Lee. Angela Lee, her gallery is in Sheung One, and this will be on until February the 27th, starting today. Excellent. So, a, a few arty happenings in our fair city. 
Excellent, Andrew. And the, uh, I, it's great that it's going on and also people can join virtually as well for, for some other um, uh, installations around town. I think it's still relatively safe if you do all those social distancing. I think a lot of the um, art shows that I've been to at the beginning of this year, they really track mm. you as well. They really sort of take your temperature and they socially distance you. Oh, and you're only allowed yeah. sort of three or four people in one space at one time. And, and they ask you to pre-book also. Yeah, I mean, for the, commer- for the commercial galleries, these ones, the ones that I've been to, they're certainly taking your temperature on the door. They're offering hand gel as you walk in. They'd prefer that you really do use that, or your own if you prefer. But um, And also, yeah, they're monitoring. They have more staff, I've noticed, in commercial galleries during, um, well, I suppose last year, the whole of last year, because galleries were opening and closing at different times. Some of them were taking a, um, you know, uh, a chance um, with precautions being used um, in carrying on doing what they were supposed to be doing and curating exhibitions, interesting things to see. I haven't felt ever that, um, and I've probably, you know, I've been to a couple of handfuls of different galleries over 2020 and, and, and also this year, um, and it's, um, it never feels too crowded. They are actually making people wait outside on the streets mm. if, uh, if there are too many people in there. They've got their own uh, limits of how many people they're going to allow in. Exactly. So people shouldn't feel um, that, you, that you can't go and see art and also look through the gallery window of any of these commercial places and see if you think it looks like it would be a comfortable place for you to view something interesting. And uh, hopefully with your mask on properly, not touching things, hand gel done, you should be fine. Exactly. All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for your sharing uh, with our listeners uh, this afternoon. And uh, you'll be back again uh, next week on the 123 show. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Thanks, Noreen. Take care. Bye. Bye.